Um, well, in the aftermath oh, of everything, it is going to be essentially a short time skip. Um, it will be five days before the next events unfold, but between then and now, is there anything that your characters would like to um, do? I'll be more specific. During uh, the days immediately following the... Uh, mm, I was just thinking what would be a good name for what happened. The, the Titanfall? Uh, Titanfall. <laughs> In the immediate days following Titanfall, the Titans fall, um, there was a lot of cleanup that needed to happen. Um, the Warforged have all been corralled and basically they're in a holding area and there's a lot in the air like what can we and what should we do with these and everything. Um, Alistair has not returned. He is um, currently has not returned to his post and no one has heard from him. Um, Five, immediate, uh, five days after Titan's fall, a uh, tribunal has been called, and this will take place at the court theater in the palace. This will um, this is a decision basically they need to decide and it can't be a decision from the current regent or king or queen anything quite like that this is a decision for the people um, so it is going to be a tribunal of anonymous representatives from each of the main houses and the purpose of the tribunal is to make the ultimate decision of what to do with the Warforged. So that is what um, occurs five days immediately after Titan's Fall. In the interim, what would your characters like to do if you have anything specific that you had in mind? Right now you have... <clears throat> essentially unrestricted access to the city um you are already recognized the d'artagnans are uh, a welcome uh you have a welcome room in any inn or tavern um and anywhere that you would go uh in said inn or tavern people would be buying you drinks the people are grateful for what you've done, and your presence has been requested at the upcoming tribunal. They, um, the court has found that you all have intimate knowledge of the goings-on before and uh, intimate knowledge of what exactly the Warforged are. Basically, you're going to be professional uh, and character witnesses 
in this tribunal. Your opinions will carry great weight. Yes. We'll be testifying. So we, we should probably as a group decide what our like what we want to convey to the tribunal. Like we want to probably be united in, in that front. I would assume. So if, during that five that five day window we should sit down and have that. We don't have to do that right the second, but definitely during that well, time. Well let's how about we start with that? You guys all after you've all rested and recuperated uh, sufficiently, you all take a moment to sit down. You just received essentially summons to the tribunal in four days' time um, with the intention that you either as individuals or as a group uh, shall present testimony and um, in the event, um, like... Uh, if 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 anything comes to a vote, um, your group will be counted among them. Athena, how do you think, or what would be the best way to represent the Warforged to the general public? Right. How forthcoming do we want to be about? Dona and her intentions and the under this is a this is a great question and each of you would probably have slightly different bits of information that you'd pick up um I need each of you to make um this check will be up to you um how will you have basically um what is your source of information here is it in the tavern so was it a social thing did you try to sneak around and collect information did you um charm somebody um some high official to get additional information diego um <laughs> what how would you go about collecting information because you will be doing a role and you'll have sort of like what the thoughts of the warforged are and what you um, can determine basically what the court is going to be deciding on. You need to, you need to, you need to argue it to me, argue it to me. So if you want to, sure, but you need to present a good argument. Um, I mean, I, I have one. <clears throat> okay. Um, I would want to spend time with Aelin kind of picking his brain about Dona about what had transpired, his mm. his captivity, and then his Very his good. knowledge and his expertise when it comes to the Warforged, and kind of take his knowledge to help convey that to the to the courts, and he's more familiar with the ramifications of of the information that would be presented, and so more from a technical aspect, exactly. Okay, so how about a tinkering check, essentially? Because you talk shop with Aelin, essentially. Okay. Natural 20. Boom! Wow! There you okay. Go. 
Aelin Aelin would know and Aelin would also be aware that many of the other houses are uh, clearly cognizant of the fact that these things are very capable as far as a military presence goes. Could we persuade them to utilize them as enhance, enhancing their workforce and not? Potentially. That'll be more for the court. For right now, this is just information that you've gleaned. Right. Got it. So possibly one of the arguments being put forward would be um, towards uh, demilitarization. <laughs> not so much the demilitarization, not so much the D part. Um, yeah. Rio and Athena or uh the other guy. Um okay. do you have do you have any ideas of what you would want to be doing to try and collect information or see what opinion be, public opinion is? Um I would be working with Niam. Okay. And just how the law works here and those processions and everything. Then a history check with advantage. Noise. Um, 25. Mm. Okay, yeah, 25. I was like, hmm, only 20, wait, 25. Um, you would be aware that one of the biggest exports of the city, um, one of the, um, biggest contributions to the economy is the mines and um, thinking it through uh, and not not like you think this this is just pragmatically you know that they would make uh, optimal workers they don't uh, need to eat sleep necessarily those things that you typically need to worry about for a typical workforce so that could be another possibility that they will be deciding on Rio how about you um well I had a hard time coming into Ardair and having nobody like me so I'll do social and be friends <laughs> with everyone so okay I'm... so you just chat chat with mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. this will be um it'll be your choice will it be a persuasion or will it be more of a performance type performance okay great so maybe you put on a um maybe very people are very interested in you especially in the higher ups and you put on a small impromptu art show for some high society types it's and you're able to get some, yes <laughs> um so go ahead and make a performance check with advantage um, I got a natural 20. Wow. So wow. 30. Good job, everyone. Oh. Wow. wow. Um, a lot of people, especially in that sphere, because just having 
big opinions is like uh, it's peacocking for them. It's um, a way to show off to the other people, to the others. It's, you know, ordering in French to them. Um, philosophizing is their uh, bread and butter. And there is a lot of talk and arguments about the ethics of even keeping them as either a workforce or a... Um, or as a militaristic force, and it, efforts should instead be put towards um, trying to set them free to make their own decisions. Interesting. But you would also know, especially Diego, there isn't really, no one's really sure how to go about even uh, doing that. Tosh. Do you have any um, tactics that you'd like to use? Mm. So yeah, they are um, a very intimately connected topic. Um, so using your connections, um, as long as you're not uh, planning on killing him, then uh, your friend in the underhand might be able to get you information on that. I, I didn't say you were, I was just saying if if that then. Well, he can't give you the information if he's dead, so I need I do need to know that part at least. Are you speaking are you speaking with the living or are you speaking with the dead? Oh, okay, very good. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, so you and Fenelon um, meet up, and you discuss trade and those types of things. Um, Fenelon brings up a very good point. The trade of the uh, Electrum is vital to the protection of uh, Malmagnetos keeping the right politicians and lawmakers appeased in Fulnix keeps them, um, well, prevents armies and raiders and stuff from coming in mass to take the Electrum by force. That's the thing. Are there, depending on their decisions... Ardair might not need it, and that could present a problem. A solution to the smuggling of uh, Electrum, but if there's no longer that demand for the smuggling, then people are going to want to take it for other purposes, unknown purposes, or just for monetary gain. 
Right now, it's a delicate ecosystem, and there's about to be no demand for your product. From our dare. There is always demand for it everywhere, but right now, the slow siphoning to our dare is what's keeping Malmagnetos safe. Mm-hmm. It's true. Do they? That's the thing. Um, there are talks, and Fenelon would be um, keyed into this. There are talks to keep the... Uh, factories and the Warforged process, if there's ways to find it without such cruel methods, if there's ways to keep the operation going, there is interest in that because Warforged themselves as an exploit or just a defense could potentially be world-changing. Um, a big problem that Fenelon points out to you is these Warforged aren't going to stay a secret. The method to make them will get out eventually, and people are going to know where to get the fuel. What would I do with it? I I don't envy your position. I would like things to stay the same, but things are changing. We can't sustain, we can't, well, my power was the smuggling operations. That's a bit up in the air. There is no good to it. You make an excellent point. I hope you understand that I'm your ally in this. It's not, I'm not the problem with this situation. The problem is everyone else trying to interfere.
I understand that. And keeping you and your interests appeased is in my best interest. As long as there's money to be made. If there's not money to be made, I lose all my resources that are currently keeping you safe. And if you can come up with another source of money, I'm all ears. Keeping the right people paid is what's keeping my Magnetos safe. But potentially my Magnetos be an option. Is that something you could facilitate? It's an interesting proposition. I think it would depend on the rate of production. And depend on what the Warforged are typically being used for. If it's decided that they become type of export. Then, yes. Let's say one in every five Warforged that's produced is returned. Mm, not so much returned, but delivered to Mamagnatos. And you can begin stockpiling a defensive force for yourself. One in five? Just giving it an example. That seems fair. But this is the information that I have. So My preference would be they are all destroyed. But I'm only one boat. That's true. You can talk it over with your friends. So after discovering all these different facts, you meet Thank together. You, ah. Right. Well. Here's hoping, well, and he raises his drink to you, to the safety of Mamagnatos. So given that information, uh, the four of you reunite and begin discussing what you know so far about the Warforged and public opinion. Um, well, I've been, I've gathered that there's very strong inclinations from, from the dwarfs that would want to utilize the Warforged as a military presence, which I understand because that's what they were designed and created for, but that's not, not ideal and I don't think not the best situation for the Warforged, but what all did you all in, in, uncover? 
there might be other uses. They might be could be useful in the mines. They'd make great workers. Flanellin's power is up in the air. His power is what you He's give him. His power is what he brings to the table. He offers a lot. It's what you enable him with. He also has no... He's in limbo right now. Only because he doesn't have any product. I mean, he does have product. Electrum is still being dealt, distributed, with or without you. So he's willing to work with you and change things. But it's happening with or without you, Tosh. So he's willing to work with you to get you what you want. His power is in the connection here. So it's however useful you want to be here, is what he offers. I hope that they stop production altogether. Which will render him useless. But we'll see where they land. We'll see what happens. You can't control it. You can't stop people from using them. For power. If production continues, they just become a liability for the future. So you think they should all be destroyed? Yes. Even ages? Are you serious? You're actually considering that, Tosh? After everything we've been through, that's something that you'd consider. But if one remains, I mean, they all have souls. Right, so what you're saying, what you're proposing is mass genocide of... of, These are are still people, even though they might not have physical bodies. Those are all people's souls in there. But you've seen the future, Diego. You've seen what becomes a little, you've seen how many people died. But we've removed the power that controlled them. They're no longer a mindless fighting force. It's not gone forever. Well, the information uh, is gone. Technically, the person who has the name would be able to control them still. And that's not any one of us. So they are a threat. However, the nobles here are more interested in making them sentient, if that's possible, to give them free will. Would that be possible? I mean, <clears throat> there's obviously we we see in Aegis that Aegis has sentience, has the ability to think for himself and to make decisions that it should be possible for the others from a from a practical perspective i don't know 
Not all of them are. If they become sentient, they might realize their power. Isn't that... Isn't that true for anyone, though? Isn't everyone capable of great good or great evil? Yes, but a Warforge is a different playing field. How so? They're stronger than anyone. If they become sentient, and they realize their own power, they could band together and defeat all of us. There are ways to stop them. Why risk it? Because they're souls. Right, and they mean, Aegis means something to us. He means something to his parents. And every single one of them have someone else that loves them. There are very few who are currently in that state. And I think it's worth the loss to protect all of us. I disagree. We've fought so hard to free them and to just turn our backs on them when we have we have the power to, to do good here, not to carry on the evil that was done to these people. These people were innocents and they were dragged into this against their will. I I feel they should have a choice. They should have a say. I've I've experienced what it is to be without my body and to be in a situation where I was powerless. I know what that feels like. They deserve that right. Where do we keep them? Here, it's like the other options we were talking about in the mines. And what happens when they get out? It's just like what any other. Someone the name well, and is point, we didn't come back to free them. We came back to prevent them from destroying Phonix. You see in the future. All it takes is one person with information, and they all become fighting slaves again. Then the and only option is for us to get the name. That doesn't prevent someone else from getting the name. That doesn't mean all four of us couldn't wake up dead tomorrow. Okay, that well, information powerful. That information. Tosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there and say that the exact same thing is true with the dragon blight that happened in the future. Anyone at any point in time could get that name and use it for evil. I, I don't see the point of your your. Well, then we'll go sort that out next, but. Yes, but you're you're painting a broad stroke using that same like that same logic. All I'm saying is we have the power now to potentially stop this. Are you saying that you we should eliminate all armies? That that means it's the same as the armies of Falnex. This isn't a normal army, this is a super super army. We also saw that Dasko did a lot of evil on his own. You can't just kill everyone, Tosh, to solve your problems. I'm not... There are other solutions. I don't like the other solution on this one. Your vote's the same as mine, Diego. You can vote how you will, but... I... 
I can't put my conscience free. Um, I can't do it. In that, uh, an argument, um, devil's advocate sort of argument, um, none of the people currently in Warforged willingly put themselves in Warforged as far as they are, as far as they were aware, they uh, were dead or about to die. Um, none of them consented to their current position and currently there is, you know, that's just one thing to consider. I'd say that as well. <laughs> or Rio does. Rio does. Rio says that as well. I'd say that Rio says that. Does Rio say that? I would, actually. I was deeply uncomfortable with what happened with Donut. I did not like that. feel like people who are going to die should just be laid to rest. We're fighting against then, here. Rio, then Aegis should be dead. That's what you're that's what you're proposing. That's the same exact situation. They are the same. You probably should. As sad as that is. Well, Aelin put Aegis's soul into that body to save his life. We're talking about people that were already dead or like... It, that's the same thing. Saving a life is saving a life. I will say that every time. It's still a soul. If, if they'd had a choice, what choice would they have made? And is that a choice we it's want to give them now? It's not fair to take that choice from them. We can offer that choice to them and let them choose. Would you like to, to like, you were at the end of your life. Would you like to pass on now? And we can give them that choice. And those that choose, we can remove. We can remove their ingots and, and dismantle them and, have that be the end of their lives if they choose that. But those that want to continue their lives should be allowed to. But Diego, that choice can be taken from them at any moment by one person. With knowledge of the name, it's the same and with anyone. Couldn't anyone be controlled in that by that same logic? But not something of that power. You have power. What if someone took control of you? Would you want us to decide I'm, you're better off dead and let you die? I'm nothing against a, a warforged, let alone thousands of them. We've taken several down. We've taken the ingots out. We took down several. What are you talking about? You're acting as if they're indestructible. Yeah. We've seen that they danger. are formidable, not necessarily indestructible. You've seen the future, but another thing that you should keep in mind, Tosh, is you've already prevented events from the future. Well, but, point. but this could be a turning point. We don't. I don't know how that army got there. So it's true. These are all uh, these are all things that you don't have certainty and all these different places, and they become like part of society. Someone gets the information, someone gets the name, and they all become subservient to that person, and then take over. Like right now, they're contained. They're about to not be contained. I have a scary thought. I have a I have a logistics question when it comes to the name. 
nothing. This is an assumption that Tasha's making. You don't necessarily know that it works quite like that. Right, and that's the part that I'm trying to get at is that what allow what would allow the name? So when each of these warforged were created, there was a ritual that was done to impose the name upon them. That was something that was methodical and it was done individually one by one. It wasn't some mass command. They weren't all fabricated and then one single command was issued. There was a lot that went into that. That means that if that's the case, someone with the name would have to go individually to each of them and start doing that. It wouldn't be just a, I have the word, so now I now have thousands of people at my command in a moment. Yes. Uh, so it's essentially it, it, well. What That's you're saying is, that I'm making. I'm making an assumption one by one, too. One by one, they were programmed using the name to be in their current state and to follow the orders of the person who gave them that command. Um, but much like you know your computer or any other sort of software, it has the potential to be updated, has the potential to be changed, to be rerouted. That doesn't. That uh, fate isn't cemented. It is obviously something to take into consideration, but um, it is very likely you would all probably come to this realization in order to do any sort of reprogramming, you would probably need that name. Yes, but would it... But would it are are all of the Warforged interconnected to the point where you interact with one no, of them and not. okay that's the point that I'm trying to make across is that they're yes. not some yeah. interconnected network of Warforged that you, you that you gain access yeah. to by by getting the name. Currently, they are in a vulnerable state. Um, potential ways to either, like I said, it's either utilize them um, for militaristic, for uh, economic, to give them free will, to reprogram them completely to make them no longer vulnerable. That's going to require um, the name. Um, before the tribunal, is there anything else that anyone wanted to do in particular in Ardair? Because it's still upcoming now, three days away. Diego, I want to go collect okay. my money from Ms. Neal. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, paid. I want my pendings <laughs> money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Collecting the money? Um, pendings, you worked there for... Two weeks, like, shy of, like, one day. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks shy of one day. Uh -huh. um, during that time, you uh, earned, and the rest of your time here, you earned about 50 gold. Thank you. I did get a demerit, though. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. And you didn't show up to work for a I didn't show up to work for You didn't show up to work for, like, a long... It's a zero, so it's only five. Dang it. Um, 
Rio, the money that you are, please remind me, uh, you're owed money from Ms. Neal? I yeah, need... I got a dumb with her, so. And that's oh, commission? Turmoil, so, right, yeah. and that, okay. Rio doesn't Ooh. actually care about money, but, like, it hurt enough. It's going that I to need. Collect. First, I'll need my consultant's fee from you first, of course, and it's going to also require that uh, rental fees, and you used a room here in the uh, in the guild, and uh, all these, and she's just taking into account various uh, things. In the end, um, you are awarded 150 gold um, at a after after some harsh uh, accounting went into that. Thank you very much. And Pleasure doing business with you. Uh, <laughs> are you planning on leaving Ardera anytime soon? Mm, there's so much to be done here. I feel the people need me. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Are you not gonna go back to Lux anytime soon? No plans to do so. Why not? They don't um, appreciate me enough there, so my work is best appreciated here have you done anything new lately why yes <laughs> i have May I see? and <laughs> and she takes you into a room that was completely dark and um lights several sconces on the wall and illuminates uh something underneath a very large tarp in the center of this room it's clearly a statue with um, some rounded points, one like seven feet, one three feet, uh, another over here. I've been working on this secret project for the last few days. She places a hand on the tarp. Very ominously reminds you of first seeing the Titan um, draped in those curtains underneath the palace. May I see it? As she <laughs> unveils it to uh, reveal a what seems to be a cowering and uh, sort of like the um, darn it, I can't remember the name of the uh, position where you just sort of cradle yourself uh, on fetal the, position. Fetal, yeah, fetal position. Fetal position. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's clearly a humanoid female completely nude in the fetal position just sort of hiding and uh there's some you know color choices here uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of reds are used and, and things like that i call this one shame wow oh wow mm -hmm. 
great. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would like to go to the art room and collect mm -hmm. the one painting that I got to do while I was here. Excellent. I was working on something of a knight in armor at one point, mm -hmm. and I want to take yes. that with me. Yes, and you do. And I would check to see if I got an email, because I did send the letter out a hot second ago, so... Um, as far as mail goes, there's nothing uh, new at the moment. Um, but that's mostly just due to how long it takes messages to leave and return to our dare through typical snail mail. Okay. That's it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh Athena? Or Tosh or Diego, anything else I, you wanted to? So, I also had worked, but I had an idea about my compensation that I'd like to discuss with. He wants with. to patent his pooper scooper method. No, no, I don't. <laughs> he wants to copyright it. But what I'd like to work out is a... Um, so, with Thorzen and with Aelin, with the time that we have left, I would want to spend time with them, but as compensation for that work if I could get materials from Thorzen and sit down with Aelin and assess the work that I've done with the firearms that I've uh, invented over the course of our journey and perhaps come up with a an upgrade to the wrist rocket Ooh. design to enhance that and make that a little bit more useful when it comes to combat I, I, I feel like I've I've made my own enhancements to it, but I thought with his, with adding Aelin's uh, skill and observations, uh, and then Thor's in providing the materials and stuff as compensation for for the the work that I did for him, could come up with something. Okay, I think that's going to be something that you and I can discuss later. Yeah, that's fine. But we'll say that you certainly do find uh, a way to enhance and modify upgrade wrist rocket perfect that's all for me yeah I'm good and Athena's good Tosh anything else from you Rio yeah, just reminded me I, I was writing um seraphine somewhat regularly did, did I with that the GM being close did I get an email any letters that came back no just... letters yet um returned cool 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 thanks 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 sir mm -hmm. okay the day comes for the tribunal You're invited to the palace, and you approach, entering in through the front gates, and you are ushered inside um, by at least a dozen um, servants from every major house. You can see 
um, colors, insignias, pins. Um, there, there are uh, basically like eight butlers here. There's uh, several um, handmaidens as well. It's, it seems like many of the, uh, there is, there's a large audience of nobility here and present. You enter inside, eventually making your way to the court theater. When you enter, the circular rows of seats are all filled to the brim with uh, various people, 90% of which you have never seen before. Um, there are a few vaguely familiar faces, some nobility that you've met uh, in your time here. No one um, extremely significant, however. At the uh, front area are four chairs. Each, um, in each one of them is a hooded and robed figure. Um, and with the hood, uh, the hood is obscuring each of their faces entirely. And you remember being told that uh, each of them was vetted and selected by their respective houses. However, their identities are anonymous during and after the hearing. But you can clearly see that there is a representative from the Brute Fist, the True Anvil, the Iron Fist, and the Lutgar Houses. Across from them, um, across from them, um, in front of one of the amphitheater seats, a row of chairs has been placed and remains reserved for the four of you. Aegis was invited as well. Um, so the five of you in this case, his presence was essentially required. Um, a person who you've not, I don't know if you've met the uh, chief advisor uh, to the palace, but a man, uh, yeah, 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 he's just somebody who's here. Uh, he stands up, comes to the center of the room, introduces himself, K. Lutgar, I am here as voice of the people. As the intermediary, presenter of evidence and facts, an advocate on behalf of our, and he turns and waves a hand, our tribunal, made up of notable members of each of the noble houses. Remember everybody that their identities are anonymous for the proceedings. And as you look at the um, veiled individuals, the hoods in a um, 
morbid sort of fashion remind you very much of like an executioner's cloak something to protect the identity of the person doing the dirty work before we begin are there any questions and a few people do have a few questions they're like what are we here for? <laughs> Going through everything. And, uh, one, one very old person in particular asks the same question like three times in a row. Um, but while well, he's doing that, do any of you have specific questions for him? This is Advisor K. Lutkar. All right. Well, um, without further ado, I do have one question. What? Um, in terms of, we've been asked to present testimony, but are we also afforded a say or a vote, or is it? How is? What is our representation here today? Typically, good good question. I suppose it is a unique situation. Typically, the tribunal members and those gathered here will all vote. However, the members of the tribunal have a much uh, higher sway in the results. The four of you, or the five of you, Although you are outsiders, it has been decided that you will be given a cumulative vote, tribunal vote, as a group. So do we need to be in, in agreement then for how we cast our vote? Yes. Understood. Thank you. Yes, very, very good. Topics of discussion today. What is a warforged? And begins uh, <laughs> describing all these things. Um, now, to the more important matters. Should we, as the people of Ardair, and he's reading it off of a scroll. These are the official questions lodged to the tribunal. Should we, as a people, members of Ardair, recognize these warforged as individuals with individual rights, or should they be, remain, and he harps on that, remain recognized as property under the current well, statutes and considerations they are first and foremost property before anything else there's much discussion and deliberation And um, eventually, after anonymous votes have been cast, which are going to be determined by rolls. Wow. 
I need to what your decision is. Yes. I have a question. Does this tribunal know and recognize that Aegis is the prince? They will get to that. That is okay. that is on the docket. <laughs> okay. But we're starting with this first vote. Yes. Are they property? No, they're not property. So your vote is no. Me um, personally. <laughs> yes, but for it. for your yes, yes, yes. So discuss. Yeah, I. Warforged. Should they be recognized? in their current state as uh, individuals or as property. I feel very strongly that this should be re uh, recognized as individuals. I feel like treating them like property is wrong. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. What about you, Tosh? And Tosh? I want to kill all, I like all of them to be gone. So property or person, but like I think they're more property than people. Um, the majority of your group um, and your vote is for recognition as individuals um, Rio had a question for Kay during that proceeding and um Uh, before the results are read. Uh, question. Uh, argument has been lodged. One was such warforged exhibits signs of will, personality, the ability to speak on its own behalf. One ages, and uh, he points out the warforged who is seated next to you. One ages. And Aegis stands and, you know, speaks. They're like, oh, okay, we're satisfied. We understand that he is his own individual. Now, should Aegis, um, who, as far as the court has, uh, the court recognizes, should Aegis, who will be judged separately from the rest of the Warforged, Due to special considerations. Um, firstly, will Aegis be recognized as an individual, given that he would be once again named Aegis Brutefist, son of the king? And there's a lot of <laughs> murmuring going on. Um, that previous vote was cast. Now the second vote. And I assume what your vote is. Yes. What what does what do the D'Artagnans have to say about that? That he is their son, like that you be recognized. Yes, basically that he'll be able to uh, <coughs> be recognized, uh, whether or not uh, in exception to the other uh, result. Yes. Okay. Very good. And given that our next votes are 
somewhat dependent on the results of the former. We shall go over those. And I... Uh, at a voting rate of 55 to 45. War forged in their current state shall not be recognized as individuals and shall remain to be recognized as property. Second vote, ages, the war forged shall hereby be recognized as Aegis Broodfist, son of the king. And there is some, some clapping, and then like, uh, the vote of 85 to 15. And there's a lot of murmuring going on right now, and this is sort of what it's all been culminating towards the information that you have been given. Individuals begin um, standing up and coming down to the center of the uh, court theater. One of them is the um, one of them is the prospector for the mine, arguing in favor. You know, as long as you know they don't have individuality, things like that, we can use them as a workforce. Um, One of the um, barracks trainers is arguing in favor of using them as a militaristic force. Another is arguing against it because, well, what about our own soldiers and things like that? Um, there's a lot of deliberation going on. A few of the aristocrats um, approach and they have arguments in favor of basically n no situation forced upon them and all resources instead um, diverted to re-establishing them as individuals. And lastly, there is a very large um, a large majority of the people here are in favor of decommissioning. Um basically disposing of the warforged that, aside from Aegis, are not currently recognized as individuals and currently recognized as property. Very well. We shall begin the voting. This one's a bit more complicated. We will be eliminating options one by one until uh, we only two remain, and then we will have a, another majority vote on the final two options. Um, as far as you guys go, as a group, which, um, which, if any, are you voting in favor of? The options are uh, workforce, militarization, um, corralling essentially, just um, keeping them docile, stowed away until something can be done. 
whatever that means. Um, but that it's going to, you know, be basically an economic drain just to keep them watched during that time. And finally, decommission. Do we know if it's possible for them to, like, become free-willed? Right now, you are not sure. You do not have absolute certainty. Diego! When we communicate, so the ones that were under control, like, we were able to, like, mind link with them and be able to communicate with them. Like, for example, uh, Alistair's husband, um, Adric, he was able to to fully, like, communicate with us. And so, I guess, my my question is, are, are we not able to in their current state, you would be able you would be able to present that kind of evidence. Okay. So if you wanted to um, testify for that, I would like to testify testify for that. And what I would advocate for is that we grant them a choice to choose decommission for themselves if they are living souls that were forcibly. Uh, taken that we give them a choice that they can choose decommission so that they can pass on from this life instead of being trapped and then grant them the choice to choose between workforce or military if they choose so mm-hmm. so yeah um, you are able to successfully argue basically an entirely new option instead of just the uh, replacing the option for corralling and simply you know diverting resources to trying to figure them out the intent behind that vote is now based on Diego's suggestion um Uh, start working on them as individuals and presenting them with the choices at hand. Which, uh, there's also not quite a guarantee and that's also going to be quite a few resources, but um, right now that option is out there. Um, You now, uh, as individuals, have the opportunity to sway um, favor towards one of the options, as Diego has basically changed one entirely to that, but um, if any of you others would like to um, lend credence toward any other argument, you can definitely do that. Um, I'll put my vote with Diego's. Okay. Um, In that case, I will need you to make... A persuasion check. Use your channel your thing to give yourself proficiency. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What is that? Use your use your thing. Okay, how do I do it? I don't know. It's it was one of your is abilities. It and traits, I think. You add your proficiency bonus. Yeah, okay. It was one of your channel divinity okay, things yeah. with the harmony. So persuasion, plus mm-hmm. proficiency, okay. plus three basically. Yeah. So I think you have a plus zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get nine. Nine. Do it. Oh. I think that you don't I have to be so mean. Agree with plan. Okay. 
Um, you can uh, also give a persuasion check. Thanks, Rio. 29. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's only 20 better than... <laughs> only 20. <laughs> only 20. <laughs> All right. Only 20. Tosh. I'm just going to start you? rambling. I've seen the future! I've seen the future! <laughs> <laughs> I know where it's going! Take him out of the city shot. Uh, order, we will have order in this court. <laughs> um, there are some passionate arguments being tossed around. And eventually, um, after arguments have been presented, the vote will commence once again. And it's basically going to be it's it's not it's not um I'm rolling D one hundreds for this. And you will be essentially rolling with advantage because of what you've done. So it's going to roll twice and then go with the more favorable toward um, outcome towards you. A little bit more difficult, uh, complicated with D100s, but just letting you know the mechanics of what's going on. <coughs> um, the options do eventually whittle down to just flat-out military force or this option of uh, what should we call your option shorthand um, individual individualize. choice yeah. <laughs> individualization naturalization very well the results of the final vote are in At a rate of 35 to 65. Well, 65. The majority votes in favor of whatever word I just made up. I, I can't remember. Individualization. Individualization. And there is some clapping and cheering going on, and uh, people are very satisfied. Um, very well. We'll have a few other things to discuss. And then the doors to the court theater slam open. A very distraught looking, um, lawmaster enters the court theater. Hold, please, hold. New considerations. New considerations, and uh, he comes up, and he hands a paper to um, to Advisor K. This lawmaster is not the one that you guys are familiar with, but he has a very similar. Um, they they might be distantly related. They they both have that you know constant anxiety level uh, to their voice. Uh, everyone, please, please, please. Um, new considerations have been presented. Um, also, information. Um, the Warforged have been tallied. Uh, in total, they count 467 in the current state. The factories 
um, which were illegally producing these warforged, have been uh, shut down and are currently uh, decommissioned. Not trying to. This is in regard to the factories. Everyone, calm down. Um, and uh, um, it appears. Is this right? And he goes back over to the lawmaster who uh, presented him with the papers. Uh, yes, it's it's all. And uh, there's some argument about. Five minutes go by before he continues. Kay comes back. Um, in regards to the Warforged and in regards to their current property status, They, a challenge has been brought forward that they were actually the property of Dona Iron Fist, who was deceased, and the reason we are having this tribunal was the unclaimed property in question. There was a challenge set immediately after Dona's supposed death, according to the testimonies of our guests here, lodged by Vondal Truanville to obtain or reclaim the rights to that property. Uh, he was unable to do so. because the property rights actually belong to Aegis Brutefist. Who, according to this document, <laughs> has renounced all rights to ownership and property in regards to his claims in Ardair. We And there is a sudden uh, outburst and outcry of like, what's going on? Um, a lot of jeering, a lot of uh, angry voices, like this has all been a waste of time for them. Like, well, what's the point? <laughs> Get on with it. Because what now? They're still unclaimed. Why? So... Let's just pretend like, you know, we're already, we've already done the work. Uh, uh, uh. Which means the rights reverted back to Vondal Truanville, who no longer had a challenge to the property rights. Seeing as Vondal Truanville is deceased, his rights, according to his will, revert to a Duke Ternay of Ostium mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and we have an order that all property shall be returned to him in Ostium post haste. I would like to interject. Uh, yes, this was signed under duress. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one here is happy with what's going on. Everyone is in uh, basically hysterics. Um, I ask the uh, speaker K. Um, what is Ardair's stance on magic being used to coerce a legal document? Everyone hushes. Everything <laughs> gets quiet. <laughs> what do you mean? And, um... The entire courtroom is waiting on bated breath for your explanation. Um, I explain to Kay that through the power of magical coercion manipulation I was forced to present that form that contract to Aegis to sign and then you hear like witchcraft <laughs> uh, uh, mum murmurs going on in me and um Um, within this um, room itself there has been um, one one of the front rows is reserved for like the higher uh, recognized law masters like many of them are you can just uh, see uh, the equivalent would be like judges who like wear the powdered wigs and everything Mm -hmm. they're, they're so um old school and gauche in that regard um <laughs> everything uh, one of them like chimes in he raises a hand and and uh, ooh, okay this is the first time he's talked the entire time so Kay immediately goes over there mm-hmm. um you can see there was some discussion even amongst them who've remained completely quiet up until this point Kay goes over to them whispers in Kay's ear i'll ask um diego Thank you for presenting this information. Aegis, Brutefist. Yes. Were you under magical coercion when you signed the document? No. And then a whole bunch of jeering begins once again. Then I would ask Kay that is it acceptable in your to in your culture to accept deception as a means of obtaining legal rights? Um, because Aegis was not offered the the chance to review the document merely asked to sign it without full mm. without full understanding of the ramifications of his actions. He, he signed the user agreement without reading <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, 
allow certain cases to take that into account, given the weight of this. Unfortunately, there's no concrete way to prove that he did not have appropriate time and consideration before signing the document. Now, Diego Ironfest, did you agree to present this document to Aegis? Yes, I did. There's some more of those lower murmurs, and like, of course, an outsider did the. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will bring up one other point in in this argument. Yes, and you can tell. You can tell they aren't. They aren't angry with you or anything. They're just trying to. In fact, they're eager to hear arguments that you uh, are presenting. <laughs> This is the juiciest drama we've had in 50 years. <laughs> Do oh <boy>. go on. <laughs> no, but, but according to what was just presented to them, all of the opportunity or uh, potential ramifications are taken out from under them. So what I would like to present is that Vondal illegally took resources from all of our dare to funnel into the creation of these Warforged. It was not Dona alone who acted on this. Vondal and Dona were partners in this illicit affair of creating illegal property. Should it not be reclaimed by the people of Ardair instead of being adherent to the will of someone who committed illegal acts against Ardair? sound reason a lot of it is based on um, a lot of it's based on hearsay and as far as the individuals who have been uh, <coughs> the individuals themselves who have been uh, victimized and you know put into this they they cannot testify either for or against what you are presenting. But there is going to be a check made due to your arguments. With advantage. Unfortunately, the court cannot find any due reason to prevent or delay the request from Duke Tenet, who, according to this, is simply 
simply demanding the return of his property. And the people of Ardare all accept to send off all of this property to an outsider? This is all, at least to my understanding, this technology, the intellectual property, the knowledge that is contained within these creations of your people would be going off out into the world. Is that a decision that the people of Ardare are ready to stand by? It has more to do than just the mere acceptance of a legal claim. It also has to do with the collective intelligence and the collective creation that your people have made. Um... As you are discussing this, the tribunal member from the Broodfist, um, from House Broodfist, stands and uh, unveils their cloak, uh, their hood, and you see that it is actually Queen Dagnall Broodfist. Everyone immediately hushes, and you can tell just from the reaction, the gasping that occurred. This has never happened before. Mm -hmm. One of the members of the tribunal, they do not, I mean, there's no rules saying they can't do it, but they've never done it is the problem. <laughs> shock. And, shock. I propose to the court that we fulfill the request from the Duke of Ostium. However, uh, we are currently in an economic hardship brought on by the ravaging events to our palace, to our kingdom, to our people. A sickness is brewing trust in our society is shaken so we cannot guarantee an expedient delivery of goods to Duke Tierney we shall begin preparations in the meantime and should for some reason the Warforged in question, the property in question, between transport and preparation, should they decide or spontaneously gain the ability to decide for themselves, and thus, according to the decision for the individual Aegis Brutfist. Each of them would be recognized as an individual and citizen of Ardair. 
in the case that they can and have the capacity to do so. So, while we prepare, I, if by some miracle they suddenly gain the ability to decide for themselves, they will no longer be held to this decision on their behalf, seeing as they're no longer property. How long it will take us to fulfill this request? <laughs> That's that could we will we will begin preparations immediately at a pace that will be determined by myself and some trusted advisors. Diego <laughs> You in the back? Uh, yeah. Diego? May we be placed in charge of delivering your acknowledgement of the claim to Duke Tierney on your behalf. I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. And please do explain that hardship will, uh, current economic, economic hardship will cause a delay in delivery. Understood. Thank you, Your Majesty. Thank you. And she turns back to Kay. <clears throat> you may continue. And then she goes and sits down. <laughs> right, well, um, I believe the tribunal and the court theater has no more matters to discuss. Court will be dismissed. And there is a lot of murmuring. There's some cheering. There's some um, <laughs> some jeering as well. Um, but slowly and steadily and eventually, the courtroom clears out entirely, leaving only the four of you, well, the five of you, um, Queen Dagnall, uh, Aegis, and Kay stays behind as well. Advisor K. Well, it wasn't what I was expecting um, the outcome to be, but it's... Um, I don't see... While I respect your decision to do so, uh, my queen, I don't quite understand the uh, intention behind the strategy you proposed. Right. Well, those words weren't quite meant for you, Advisor K. Mm -hmm. Understood. D'Artagnan's. What will you do now? I think it's time for us to return to Falnex.
deliver your message. I hope you understand I can only delay the transport shipment for so long. I'll buy you as much time as I can. I'm already thinking of strategies, trying to uh, arrange a boat big enough to carry 400 and... How many was it? Oh, uh, um, right, uh, it was uh, 467 war forged in total. Right, a ship, a vessel, a single vessel that can transport all 457, 67. Surely one of the older ones, better, most reliable. Mm. I think we'll have to start from scratch. I think we'll have to build a whole new ship. Mm -hmm. Custom. Custom so, made. Yes. What's if the boat suddenly found itself at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> That's... not... part of the plan. Um, <laughs> if it ever did come to that, I hope and pray to all the gods that it doesn't. <laughs> mm. As sincerely as I could pray for anything, I hope you're not taking uh, nope, that, that's not the we would still be responsible for delivering and uh, our cargo in a safe manner and any threats to that cargo would need to be dealt with um, um okay. it's probably better that i that we yes okay <laughs> if duke tierney finds himself dead <laughs> where do they get transferred to after that that's true what where does the claim lie if duke tierney is deceased well the reason of the reason for the tribunal today was to determine the, un the, the fate of the unclaimed mm. property. However, there were updates mid-session to the status. They would once again be unclaimed. It would be a pity if he was dead when we arrived. Great. Maybe I should stop listening to the things that you say. <laughs> Just trust us. Just uh, for plausible deniability. More than anything else. Very wise. Ages, Not what are I... you going to do? I don't know. I would like to stay, but I would like, like to stay with you. Well, based on the tribunal, you're free to make whatever choice that you want, so if you want to stay here... <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> this kind of decision. 
I wasn't sure if his outcome was actually going to be that he was an individual, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't preparing to make this decision on Aegis's behalf. <laughs> um, well, somebody's gotta. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare roll the dice. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I am no, no, no. I'm way against that. Wait. If, I'm, if, if I'm at a table and another player is like, I wonder what my character does. I'm like, no. You choose. You're the player. No. No. <laughs> Take those hands off those dice. You might as well not be here if you're just rolling dice for yourself. That's right. Um. Mother, how long will it take to prepare the ship? Oh, who is to say? But it could take as long as... She looks to all of you. Six months? <laughs> She's sobbing. She's just broken down totally. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just what Dorothy says. I'm scarecrow is you most of all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> rude. So rude. rude. No, um <clears throat> Diego. You're so welcome. Rio. Rio. Thank you for seeing me. Athena. Thank you for believing in me. Friend, friend, punch. Friend, punch. 
We're gonna miss you, Aegis. We'll be together again soon. Agreed. As I explained, if... I know there are mysterious means to the creation of the Warforged and how Aegis came to be self-reliant. If you are able to find a way to grant that to the remainder, then we might not have to deal with this altogether. If you don't buy the six months, then I hope you will help with our dealings with Duke Tierney. Of course. And um, after that, uh, you're able to begin preparations to leave Ardair. I'm I'm assuming Aelin is staying behind, but I would just check in with him if he... He is staying behind. Uh, you're able to check in with him. You spend... Uh, you would all spend, uh, like, two more days there, and you take as much time as you can with Aelin. <laughs> A wild Sarah appears. <laughs> Yes, okay. uh, I enable you. I will bring you Merlin, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the... So, you're able to spend a few days. If there's anything that you got, that any of you would like to wrap up before you leave... Um, cause you won't be returning for some time. I would buy a keg of parsimu ale to share amongst our group before we leave. Whoa. How much money you got, Athena? Just enough for the one, for the one shot keg. for each. <laughs> a shot glass a shot for glass. each. Yep. And the rest for myself. So everyone gets a shot <laughs> The rest is for me. Oh yeah, so so yeah, Athena mm -hmm. buys this for you all to share before you leave. And your last night uh, in our dare because, yeah. Mm -hmm. How does it taste? I explained. He described oh. it as the closest it was to perfection. Oh yeah, it was, it was lost. lost. Yeah. It was lost to the ear. The, the secrets of Parson You Will Die with that recording. <laughs> It's true. Never and to that be was revealed. The greatest description in the world. It was. So, uh, That's I tingles. I just had trying tingles. to do it again now would be a disservice. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. No. 
this this is not the greatest description in the world. This is just a tribute. Um, but um, Fenelon will uh, stay in contact with you, Tosh. Um, just to make sure that you are informed of everything going on there. Um, Can't wait. Um, as far as um, did anyone ever find Alistair? Yeah. Uh, would we be able to go down then to the... Yeah, what about the corpse collector? Was was he still down there too? That would be like a several days detour. Oh, jeez. Mm. Yeah. By... He... Um, would have had time to go and return. He just never quite did. Hmm. Is that something we could ask uh, Diane to look out for him? Yes, she she agrees to uh, keep an eye out for him. If like worse comes to worse, they will send a. Organize a search party. Very good. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to address before leaving? How long have we been here? You've been in game time. time. Yeah. Oof. In game time. Oh, it's hard to gauge because I can't. I mean, we worked for weeks, I remember. And one day lasted like three months, so. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to um, tell. It, it is, it is a, uh, usually a, a gauge that goes on in my head is like how much time is passing in the real world. It's typically how much time is passing in game between sessions. Of course, sometimes we'll pick up on the same day, yada, yada, yada. But um, you spent at least two months in our dare. Is time passage the same in our dare as it is in Falnix? Yes. Because they don't use the sun. So <laughs> I'm so, just uh, curious. They got it pretty well. Oh my Good. goodness. Got it dialed in. It turns, out, it turns <laughs> out it's been 12 hour days this entire time. <laughs> Night We've been gone for two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> that was my that was my one thing. Then I'm like, I bet you, I bet you, Callan wouldn't have told us. But it's been four years in our dare, because <laughs> time moves differently. Igneel <laughs> isn't now married to someone else. Yeah. Like, I, you just <laughs> never came back. You never came back. Never came back. Um. So, uh, despite wrapping up some smaller things as you make your way up and out of our dare, out through the uh, Great Gates once again, out to the cold, windy Black Rocks, um, down to the uh, boat that has been arranged to take you back to the mainland. We're in the sun. <laughs> in the Breathing sun. fresh air again. Whatever, like, you know, small bit. That <laughs> you As you're docking the boat, it's a small passenger boat. Um, 
you are met by a familiar voice, do you have room for one more? And you see Alistair is there, who's been waiting on the outside. This is why I wanted to sort of skip over it. Um, <laughs> don't go, don't takes go. takes days to get down there. He's been waiting on the outside, um, basically. <laughs> I think it's about time I see something besides our dare. Yes, come with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I just tosh, scooch, scooch a little bit. You're taking up like three seats. <laughs> and uh, he sits down with all of you. Thank you. And that's where we're going to end the session. You can catch up with Alistair at the beginning of the next. Wow, wow, wow. But you have left our dare. Wow. Woo! Good work, So like Alan. I said, no, like, the huge...